Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and I'm very glad you're here with us today. Before we get started with the show, there's something we need to address. On Friday, I was terminated from my role as columnist and head of the editorial page at the Detroit Free Press. As a journalist and as the ongoing host of WDET's Detroit Today, my most important asset is the trust that listeners and viewers and readers have in me to tell the truth. So I want to start today's show by telling you what happened. The newspaper's action on Friday was set in motion two weeks ago when a local minister claimed in a press conference that complaints about sexual harassment had been made against three Detroit media personalities, including me, at the Free Press. There were no such claims. But the allegation prompted the newspaper to conduct its own review of my work and interactions with colleagues, and that's a review that I encouraged and supported. I spoke candidly and openly about every potentially relevant interaction I could recall with a colleague. The newspaper's review of my 10 years in management at the Free Press found instances with two female employees in which my interactions in social situations outside of work several years ago, were deemed inappropriate. One situation involved sexually-themed conversations with an employee. I had encouraged that employee to disclose that interaction. In the other situation, a co-worker who was a manager in another department reported two rejected advances that she said made her uncomfortable. Neither of the co-workers involved had come forward or filed a complaint before the outside allegations were made against me. There are no other allegations. I have maintained professional friendships and good working relationships with both of these colleagues. The Free Press told me that neither of the two women wants to take any action. The newspaper and its corporate owner, Gannett, still decided to end my employment saying my conduct violated the company's standards. I disagree with that decision and the outcome, and I'm exploring legal action. But I want to make a few things clear here in this space, on our show, before we move forward. I want to apologize to the women involved. It was bad judgment on my part to have engaged in either situation. As a senior leader at the Free Press, I should have acted more responsibly. I also want to apologize to Free Press readers, to our listeners here at WDET, and to viewers of Detroit Public Television, where I also work. On this show, we have spent a lot of time in recent weeks talking and thinking about this critical moment where our country is more openly confronting sexual harassment and gender dynamics in the workplace and holding accountable men who have done harm. I will not shy from that conversation in any way. And I don't want us to shy from that conversation in any way. And as always, I welcome your voice and your thoughts in this important conversation. Okay, here in the studio with me today is Laura Weber-Davis, who is our senior producer on Detroit Today, and Michelle Srebinovich, who is WDET's general manager. They are here to talk more about how the radio station is responding to all of this. Michelle, I, I think that the most important um, question that we have answered is why you made the decision um, that we wouldn't take Stephen off the air here at WDET. 
Well, so when we heard the news and uh, saw the release from the FREEP, it was clear that his, his dismissal was based on a violation of corporate policy, but we didn't have enough information about what, it had, what had transpired. We reached out to the free press, but they didn't respond. They kind of put a statement out saying this was the final word. Uh, and to date, WDET and our license holder, Wayne State University, we've not received any complaints about Stephen during his time here as a contracted host. Prior to all of this happening, we had put a call out to our staff reaffirming how important this was to us, encouraging people to come forward through various channels. We had heard nothing. And not just for Stephen. Not just for Stephen. But for anything. As a whole. This was, yeah, this was before the allegations publicly even came out. Following that, we did the same. We've still heard nothing. Um, so therefore, there was no cause for us to terminate his contract or put him on leave. We didn't have any evidence of any wrongdoing um, here at the station and no evidence of sexual harassment. And I think that's something that's very important for us to make sure we can distinguish inappropriate comments versus sexual harassment. Um, and as Stephen said in his statement, that nobody came forward with, with those claims. So uh, we wanted to provide him with an opportunity to share his perspective. Uh, I don't, you know, I believe in Stephen's character. I wouldn't have hired him. Mm -hmm. um, but in these situations, we have to think about the impact and the loss on our community. If people are losing jobs, if people are not able to maintain jobs in other places because of, of this, it's, it's alarming. And uh, as we move forward, we're looking at a way to make sure that we can address this equitably and uh, being able to do a, an investigation across the station. So not just an investigation into Stephen, um, but bringing somebody in independently to look at the entire station and see if there's anything that we need to be concerned about and that we need to address. And, and none of this is something that you're taking lightly? No. <laughs> um, What's next from a, a station's perspective? Where do we sort of go from here? Yeah, so we will be um, working on a, in, I, just as I said, an in, independent investigation. Um, and then we will find out from there if there's anything of concern that we need to address internally or to share externally. Um, you know, our leadership team has strived to create an organizational culture here at WDT that's respectful and inclusive. Uh, again, we've proactively and repeatedly encouraged staff to review our policies regarding sexual harassment, assault, discrimination, uh, and to come forward. And so we want to continue that dialogue internally. Uh, we want to continue the dialogue with our listeners to make sure that as we go through this, uh, we can keep everybody up to speed on what's happening and answer any questions and concerns that the audience has as well. Um, Michelle, I also want to make clear the distinction between WDET and Wayne State. What has your communication been with our license holder, Wayne yeah. State University? Um, so, so Wayne State is supportive of us having Stephen on air uh, and it, making the decision that we made, and we will be working with them to do the investigation. And do they have, um, d does Wayne State move in tandem with us or uh, as our license holder? Because Wayne State doesn't oversee anything we do editorially. Right. And so we don't see or hear from Wayne State uh very often here as employees on the editorial side. So when it comes to these sort of human resources matters, where is the where is the area of overlay between the two? So the policies that we have in place are Wayne State's policies. That's what we follow. That's where we direct people to. We share an HR team. We share um, several teams. So anything that's happening here, Wayne State is made aware of. Um, I think from a cultural standpoint, because we're an auxiliary of the university, so the culture here at WDT and in terms of the, the space that we try to create and the work environment we're creating, you know, is distinctive. Uh, it's also, you know, the way we chose today to communicate this on air is distinctive because we know our biggest accountability is to our audience. Um, that trust is is the most valuable thing that we have. Um, you know, we're a public institution. We're committed to transparency. Um, and we know that the only way that you can have trust is if you can communicate honestly and authentically. 
uh, if you can engage respectfully, and if we can hold one another accountable. Um, and so to that end, we're going to be continuing to ensure that we not only address any concerns, like I said, raised by our staff, but from the community um, in, in terms of how we handle this, how we move forward. Uh, well, yeah. th- tell me a little bit from a standpoint of transparency. I'm a union employee. Mm-hmm. Stephen was an at-will employee at the Free Press. What is Stephen's employment status here? Yeah, at, so Stephen's a contractor here. Okay. Um, but, you know, my belief is if you're going to be a contractor at WDET, then you should be held to the same standards. Sure. And I, I just wanted to, something that you and I talked about over the weekend, um, and the reason that I thought that it was important that I um, sit in here with you and talk to you, is because we are both young women uh, in the workforce, and uh, I think it's important to make clear that we, like most women in this world, have seen and experienced sexual harassment and are aware of its ramifications and, and what it does to people. Yeah, um, so actually our management team at WDT is comprised of over 75% women. Uh, our editorial team is over 60% women, so we take this very seriously. There's many women here who have been affected by um, inappropriate comments and sexual assaults throughout their lives. Um, I mean, man, I could, I could write you a novel. Unfortunately. Not, unfortunately on my end. But, you know, you, you learn to distinguish the difference. And I feel like if, and what I see that's very alarming to me is that um, even the way the local media has responded to this, the, the quickness to equate things as being the same, to take an inappropriate comment and a violation and a policy and equate that, quite frankly, in, in some articles, equating it to sexual abuse. Right. And I think that there needs to be some reflection on this. Um, I think it doesn't do justice to the women and men who have been abused. Um, and I feel like that bottom line, if, I mean, if there was any evidence of sexual harassment uncovered, we'd be having a very different conversation. That's not what happened. Um, and we're going to, I said, continue to look into this and look into our station and be proactive and decide what the new norm is going to be. Because we, we've obviously, the pendulum is swinging and we want to end up in a place where, where people are able to have these conversations and be heard and respected that women and men feel empowered to tell someone if something is out of line and not have repercussions uh, for that, uh, for their uh, employers to be able to take them seriously and take action so things don't continue. Um, and I think the, the light had to be shed in the darkness for this to, to, to change, but uh, we certainly did not want to be reactive and did not see any evidence whatsoever for us to have any reason to take Stephen off the air today. Michelle Serbinovich, General Manager of WDET, thank you so much for coming in and talking about this sensitive issue. Thanks, Laura. Mm. Stephen, uh, I think it's important on this show that we also hear from our listeners um, because this is and always has been uh, a community forum. So I want to open up the phones and also encourage people to call if they have questions. There are some questions that Stephen cannot answer because of legal reasons uh, and as he considers his legal options. but if you have any comments, questions, concerns uh, on any end of the spectrum, we want to hear from you right now. Yeah. Uh, 313-577-1019. Again, that's 313-577-1019. And I'll read a couple emails that demonstrate sort of the spectrum of, of uh, comments we've gotten over the weekend as well. Uh, one email that we got said, um, let's hope that you're not foolish enough to, to keep Mr. Henderson on your programming. Um, use common sense, not pride or race, when making these decisions. Another email says, Stephen is a valued journalist. Please do not follow the free press's lead and dismiss Mr. Henderson. It would be an insult to the integrity of the station and the community. So uh, just sort of 
uh, a couple notes that are on either end of the spectrum that we've been hearing uh, throughout the weekend. Yeah. And again, uh, we, we want to hear from the listeners about this. I think uh, Laura's absolutely right that the strength of this show, the strength of this community that we're trying to build here on this show is openness and trust. It is this idea that we, we have conversations every morning about difficult things, about difficult issues, uh, about issues that are freighted with really, really intense emotion. This is a little different, right, because it involves me as the host, but I don't want us to treat it differently. I don't want us to treat it as though uh, it's something we can't talk about. Indeed, the moment that we are in, I think, requires that we deal with difficult things and deal with them forthrightly. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is always the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. We have a post up uh, on that page right now about this with the statement that I uh, read at the, at the top of the show. Um, and you can always go to Twitter and hashtag us at Detroit Today. We'll try to work you into the conversation. Let's go to Zach in Ann Arbor. Zach, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, appreciate you taking my call, Stephen. Kind of want to preface this that uh, I've not been a fan of yours um, over the years. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I look at your cases um, very different than a lot of the ones I see in the news. Um, and I'm tending to to lean a lot more in your direction than the ones that I've, I've read about in the news previously. Um, how do we prevent accusations like this from becoming weaponized when it's so important that we do listen to accusers and we do listen to those that are coming forward while also making sure we're taking the steps to give the accused, um, you know, the the appropriate amount of time to respond. And I think you took a lot of great steps with transparency, um, but how can we go a little bit further, um, again, to prevent this from being something that's weaponized against people that we disagree with? Yeah, I, that's Zach. That is a really, really great question, uh, and and I do think that truth is the solve for all of that, right? The the the, the truth of what actually happens, uh, and and people owning up to that truth on both sides of the equation, saying this is what happened, and you know I I, I take responsibility for my role. In what happened, um, you know, I, I think there are always going to be people who dislike public figures, or who like media figures, or who disagree with what we say or do. And there's always the possibility that they can, uh, you know, use something like this to make uh, unfounded accusations. One of the things that I think is really important to note here is that the original allegations that were made against me uh, two weeks ago publicly were proven. False. They were proven to be untrue, uh, or at least without evidence, and and so uh, that matters. Now, I, I still don't like the outcome here. I think the free press, uh, at, at minimum, overreacted to the things that they did find as a, as a result of their inquiry. But the truth is, we got that part right. Right, we got it right that uh, that the allegations that were made against me. Uh, were not true, and I think we have to stick to that. We have to we have to believe that truth wins. At the end of the day, I mean that that really uh, is the cornerstone of the sort of democratic uh, culture that we have in this uh, in this country. So, Zach, uh, I, I really appreciate uh, I really appreciate the call. Thank you very much, and uh, it was a really interesting question. 
let's go to Frank. Frank in Lincoln Park. Welcome to Detroit Today. Morning, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a longtime reader of yours and a longtime listener. I want to say that uh, um, I'm disappointed in this situation. Uh, I hope that it is resolved uh, amicably for uh, you. And But what I'm really calling about today is to say I am so disappointed in the right-wing Republican response to this. They are with glee over Stephen Henderson's perceived downfall. And it speaks volumes to your power as a voice for reason in the city of Detroit. And Stephen, we'll get through this. Hang in there. Thank you. Frank, I I appreciate the call. There's no question. uh, I had a lot of enemies in that job. Mm -hmm. I made a lot of enemies in that job because I said things that were unpopular. I said the things that I believed. I said the things that I knew to be true and reasoned. Uh, and, and that puts you in a position where a lot of people dislike you. One of the ironies, I think, is you say that it's right-wingers, uh, conservatives, who are taking glee in this. I've seen a lot of liberals taking glee in this because they think I wasn't liberal enough or African-Americans who have a problem with me not being uh, as uh, as focused on race the way they are uh, as as they are. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people who had issue uh, with me. I always say conservatives don't like that I write about race. Uh, sometimes African Americans, other some African Americans don't like that I'm reasonable about race. And so, I mean, I, I you get caught in in the crosshairs there, and that was the job, and I did it. Uh, I did it. For 10 years, I did it uh, to my best ability all the time. Uh, I, 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 I am un, I'm unhappy with the, the, the result of this, uh, of this situation, but, um, but I'm moving forward, right? Uh, you you got to keep going. Go ahead, Laura. No, I was, I, I was just going to say I, I think we should take probably one more call before we break here. But, yes, I, I observed the same thing that I think when, when one has a personal opinion or that is disagree that when they disagree with you when somebody has a personal opinion that disagrees with you or when we see powerful people fall there is a certain element of um yeah there is a certain element of excitement or thrill or pearl clutching that i think that comes from seeing giants in their industry or in their field fall like that uh, fall from grace and you know, it's it's disappointing because I, I think that there is an element of grave dancing to it, and that's that's too bad. But um, yes, I I don't think it was just conservatives. I did see some conservative blogs that wrote about it. You know, critic critic of GOP who threatened Republicans mm-hmm. is fired from his job, and th- that was to be expected. I guess there, I'm a little disappointed at how prevalent it was, but it it is what it is. I think you got to. I think if you're in that role, I learned that a long time ago. You got to be willing to take that. You got to be ready uh, to, to to field that, and and you know uh, you always try to conduct yourself in a way that that avoids the opportunity for them to do that. Uh, unfortunately, I did not do that here. Michelle, go ahead. Yeah, we've we've received a few emails and, and comments mm-hmm. um, actually encouraging us to to take action because of things that Stephen has said. <laughs> Um, on air or written in the free they press like and his take. Did, like, oh, right? why aren't you using this as an opportunity too? And I'm like, that's not what this is about. You know, we've had no issue with it. That's an editorial decision. At, at this point, nothing that Stephen has said on air or, or done is in conflict with our editorial policies. He's here to be able to, to create conversations, share opinions, 
get opinions from other people about issues. Um, so to try to take something like this and use it as a justification to take somebody off the air and cut off their voice because they're saying things you don't agree with is highly problematic. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And it would never happen here. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the phones here. Judy in Detroit. Judy, welcome to Detroit today. Hi, Stephen. Hi. Um, first of all, I want to say that I was real surprised um, when I heard that the free press had terminated you. And because I consider you a person of integrity, and I've disagreed with you on a number of occasions. I've called and told you why I disagreed with you on a number of occasions. But it, to me, it was telling that the free press didn't give you any chance to say anything in the paper yesterday. I went through the whole paper from start to finish to see if there was any any attempt at transparency about what was going on. And all I find is these, you know, very generalized yeah. things that don't make a lot of sense to me. So, so I mean, I... I totally understand your frustration, Judy. I share a good a good bit of it, but I also, because I've been a manager at the, the newspaper for ten years, I totally understand the delicacies of HR and employment matters. Uh, it's very difficult for uh, a business or in any other institution to to be uh, upfront about everything, and and uh, I think. Uh, you know, I, I, I will reserve public judgment for now on the way the free press did what they did. That's, again, some of the things that I think we'll explore from a legal uh, aspect. But but I, 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 I do understand, I think, the lack of information. They need to protect their employees. Exactly. They need to protect the, the women who are involved and they need to protect their their company as well. And um I'm sure that there are many people at the paper who uh, wish that Stephen was given an opportunity to say something, but it isn't it isn't reality in the product that they're putting together that it makes sense for for them to give you that space. Yeah, yeah, I think that that becomes very difficult for them to navigate. So, so Judy, I, I again I share your frustration, but I think there are some legitimate reasons uh, that that's happening the way it is. Let's take one more call here. Alice in Detroit. Alice, welcome to Detroit today. Thanks. Um, I just wanted to say that while I think that it makes total sense for WDT to uh, keep you on while they do their own investigation, the fact that you're facilitating this discussion today about your own employment there is a pretty uh, bold move and um, I think not necessarily very appropriate. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's more of a comment than a question, but yeah. that was my, my thought. I, I think that's a perfectly reasonable criticism. Uh, I think uh, maybe we might have thought that through differently at some point to have maybe someone else do that. But I think uh, it was important for me to come on today, say the things that I needed to say, and then listen. Listen to you, Alice. Listen to Judy. Listen to the other folks who are who are calling in and, and writing in. Uh, I wanted to make sure that you know that I'm here to do that. Uh, and so that was the, the, the format that, that we chose. But as always, I really appreciate you listening. I really appreciate your calling in. And uh, I take your comments uh, quite seriously. Well, okay. I, I'll, yeah, I, if I could just add one last mm -hmm. thing. Um, I, I think we all knew we had a conference call yesterday. Uh, and we've been talking all weekend. 
about how we were going to approach today. Um, I think we all knew that it was going to be incredibly difficult and incredibly awkward. And <laughs> we weren't sure that there was a right way to do it. And this is a an unfortunate time in many people's lives right now. And I would not include myself in that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm feeling bad for myself. Um, it is without question, the subject of sexual harassment is something we do not want to stop talking about on this program. Yeah. And we're not going to stop talking about it. it and if it not. means that sometimes I'm hosting conversations or I'm playing a bigger role um, to represent some balance, that's what it will be. And we can't claim that we're going to do all of this in a perfect, unmessy way. But um, our show has never been <laughs> perfect or unmessy, which is sort of what we love about it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I apologize to anyone who thinks that maybe this was the wrong way to handle things, but we weren't really sure that there was a right way. Yeah. Okay. Laura and Michelle, thank you for being here in the studio with me this morning. Thanks for all the calls. And again, uh, you can always go to the Facebook page here at WDET. We have a post up about this. We would love to hear more from you about how you uh, react to the things that, that have happened at the Free Press last week. Uh, what we're doing here to respond at WDET. Uh, you can also always go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you in to the conversation, and we will continue the conversation on this uh, for a long time, I imagine. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to get back to work here at Detroit Today with a conversation about how President Trump is reshaping America's courts. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Detroit Today. 